Hello, everyone. This is Kyle Galaz with Porta Pro Car Sales Training Podcast. Become a sales titan. We are in season five, episode nine. We are still talking about the traits of a sales titan. These are salespeople that are selling 15, 20 plus cars a month, month in and month out. They hold high averages, they make a ton of money, and they're very successful at what they do. Season five is about those traits. Season five is adapting a new version of yourself at the car dealership. If you want to make changes that are positive in your career, if you want to make changes that are positive in your paycheck, then you have to change stuff. You can't expect a different outcome with your current state of work, with your current mindset, with your current abilities. you got to go to the next level. And that's where Porter Pro Car Sales Training Podcast and Kyle Galaz come in and help you get to that next level. Because if you truly listen to the podcast over and over and you pick up all the little intricacies over the different seasons and implement them into your car sales career, you will sell more cars. You will go to the next level. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication. But if you truly want to make that kind of money and have that kind of success, that is what it takes. There is no shortcut. There is no easy way. The only way is by learning, training, getting better, practicing before the customer gets there. So when the customer is in front of you, it's game time, you're polished, you know your product, you know your sales process, you know how to sell because you're trying to learn every single day. The fact that you're listening to this very episode tells me you're on your path to becoming a sales titan and making six figures a year, year in and year out, and truly have a successful career that's growing. You can feel good about your career as a car salesperson. So this episode nine is talking about being trustworthy. Welcome to Porter Pro Car Sales Training Podcast. My name is Kyle. This podcast is heard around the world in 60 plus countries. I'm your host, Kyle Galaz. I've been in the car industry for over 20 years, but not just time. I have 20 plus years of experience. I talk about this a lot in my other episodes. Just because you've been in the car business a long time doesn't mean you know anything. Time does not make experience. Experience makes experience. Getting out there on the sales floor, mixing it up every day with customers, learning every single day and training every single day is how you get experience. Thank you for tuning in. We're all about becoming a sales titan. I use that word in my uh, my podcast a lot, sales titan, because when I think of a titan, I think of this huge, massive being walking towards me and it's it's terrifying. That is a titan to me, something that is enormous, something that's powerful, something that can move mountains. And a sales titan is just that, a salesperson, saleswoman, salesman that can move mountains, that can set records at their dealership month in and month out. That is you and that is what you're you're on your way to doing. I got to give a shout out to Scott Mitchell, aka Scott on the lot. His Instagram profile is at Scott underscore M0806. He became a gold sales titan member at buymeacoffee.com slash Pro. This is how I'm going to get to the next level with my podcast. This is how I get to visit you in person at your dealership by your guys' support. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash Pro. The link will be in the description. You can sign up for a bronze uh, membership, five bucks a month, silver membership, 10 bucks a month, or a gold sales titan for 20 bucks a month. 
and you get some different rewards. One of them is if you go to the Gold Sales Titan, you get your name on the podcast. So Scott Mitchell, Scott on the Lot, I'll have his Instagram link in my description. He's going to be part of the supporters description. So he's going to be forever part of this podcast. So Scott, Scott on the Lot, thank you for being a part of this journey. And one day I will visit you at your dealership. I just need more members. I need more supporters to get to this to the next level. So thank you very much. Let's get into this episode, Season 5, Episode 9, Being Trustworthy. Here is the reality check. Here is the benchmark to know if you're trustworthy. You know you're trustworthy, but do customers know that? Just because you know in your heart, I am a trustworthy car salesperson, I know I am trustworthy, that doesn't mean it's translating to your customers. But here is the reality check slash benchmark. Are you getting repeat customers? Are you getting referral customers? That is the benchmark. If you've never had a repeat customer and you've been in the car business for a while, your customers probably don't see you as trustworthy. If you're not getting referrals, your customers probably don't see you as trustworthy. It doesn't mean you're not trustworthy. It just means that the customers aren't seeing you as somebody that they can come buy another car from. Somebody that they can refer their grandma to, their mom to, their brother to, their sister to, their friend to. A trustworthy salesperson is a salesperson that is getting repeat and referral. So think about your career. Think about the, the time you've had in the car business. Are you getting repeat and referral deals? This is a huge part of being successful in the long run with car sales. This is how you pick up those extra five to 10 deals a month is by having repeat and referral. People come ask for you out of nowhere. You're selling cars to people that that ask for you and you have no idea where they came from. They just came and asked for you. And then through all your research, you realize, oh shoot, I sold that customer that referred that guy that referred this guy to come see me. Your cards are out there working for you. Your name is out there working for you. That is the benefit of being trustworthy. People are talking about you. People are referring and people want to come back and buy from you. Here's another benchmark to see if you're trustworthy from a customer's point of view. Are they texting you randomly saying stuff like, hey, I saw this car online. What do you think of it? They want your opinion. You have built a friendship with these customers. You have built a relationship with these customers where they can bounce ideas off of you. They can text you at any point to ask your opinion or they can ask you uh, through text or through a call if they're having a question about their car six, seven months later. Are you worthy enough for them to text and call throughout the process of them owning that vehicle over months or years? Think about those two benchmarks. Repeat and referral, and are you getting those random texts every once in a while from your customers? Remember, follow-up is a continual relationship with your customer. It's not, I check in once in a while. Follow-up should be forever. Follow-up should be you liking their posts on Facebook or Instagram. Follow-up should be you're leaving comments on their posts. Follow-up should be you send them a text of some random thing once in a while just to keep that relationship alive. That's how you build trust in the car business. And as a car salesperson, me and you... We know that we battle a lot of trust issues with customers. Customers don't look at us as a car sales manager, me, a car sales men or woman, you, as a trustworthy person. All they see us as, as is selling machines that just want to earn a dollar. Yes, we are there to make a fat commission. Yes, we are there to be successful. But in the process of going to that sales titan status, 
we have to be trustworthy to get those repeat referral customers because that's going to make up a large portion of our career's income is people coming back to us, people sending their friends and neighbors to us. So that is a good way to do it. Now, what I talk, when I talk about trustworthy and repeat and referral, think about this because we are consumers too. If you have to go get some dental work done, you usually will ask, especially if you're new to an area and you don't know any dentists, you're going to ask someone that you trust. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For their opinion on somebody in the dentistry that they trust. You've probably done this in your inner circle. Hey, do you know a good real estate agent? Hey, do you know a good furniture store that I could buy some quality furniture from and not get ripped off? Hey, do you know a good place I can get a car loan? I'm, I'm new to this area. I need some help finding somebody. Well, that's your customers out in the wild out there in, the, in, in your town. Hey, do you know a good car guy? Do you know a good car girl? A good car salesperson that I can trust? Oh yeah, you go see my buddy. I bought a car from him last year and then we bought my wife's car three years ago from him. You got to go see this guy. Boom. That is how you know you're trustworthy and that is how you get those deals. You have to become that talking point outside of the dealership. You can't control those conversations. You can't be a part of those conversations out in the wild. And that is how you know if you're doing the right steps to become that trustworthy person that they could refer their friends and and, uh, family to. So let's talk about some of the traits of a trustworthy car salesperson. First and foremost, never lie. When you lie to a customer, lie to your manager, lie to somebody, the truth will always come out at some point. It might be immediate. It might be down the road. But when you start stacking lies over a career, you, you forget what lies you have out there. And then you become not credible. And then you become not trustworthy. So no matter what, never lie. Even if it hurts a particular situation, the pain of the truth will go away quickly. The pain of lies can continue on for an extremely long time. So never lie. I have a a salesperson that hangs his hat on never lying. Even if it will lose him a deal, he tells his customers, I will never lie to you even if it costs me your deal. And it actually builds a ton of trust with those customers because he doesn't have to worry about covering up lies. He doesn't have to worry about moving stuff around to 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 fix a, a lie he might have said or or cover something up. He's he's always truthful. And that is one of his selling points is he tells customers that. You will never catch me in a lie because I never lie to my customers, my managers, my coworkers, because my name is worth more than a car sale. And it actually builds up a lot of trust with those customers. And he has a lot of repeat and referral customers. And I'm proud of him. So, uh, you know, and I know you guys are like that out there. We just have to make sure we never lie to a customer, to a manager, to ourselves, to anybody, because then you don't have to cover them up. A lie will be a forever cover up if you if you hold on to it. So tell the truth. It might hurt right now, but it will heal faster than telling a lie and then it never heals. All right. Here's a big one that I want you guys to really practice. And this builds a ton of trust with your potential customers in front of you. And that's acknowledging that the competition also has a great product. They also have great vehicles. 
A lowest form of selling a, a salesperson can do when a customer is comparing vehicles is bash the competition. That is the caveman way of building value is bashing the competition. You can't bash the competition because that customer probably likes that other brand just as much as they like yours. And by you bashing them, you're going to lose credibility in their trust because obviously the, the other company has a good, a, a good product because they're as big as they are. We don't make cars as, as car sales people. We don't make vehicles. We have no credibility in the building process. And really, our opinion does matter to, a, to someone that doesn't really know about the products. But they've made up their mind that, hey, they like this brand and they like your brand. And the lowest form of selling you can do is by bashing the, the competition. You will, you will lose trust with your, with your customer. When it comes to competition, I always acknowledge that that brand they're looking at is awesome. They make a great vehicle. You know, the the BMW or the Audi or the Mercedes, you know, the competitors to what I was selling was Alfa Romeo and Maserati. So whatever competitors those were, the Porsche, I always acknowledged that they were great vehicles because it lowered the guard immediately to that customer. Yeah, they make a great product. BMW makes a great product. Well, aren't you trying to sell me your Alfa? Well, yeah. I'm not going to bash the competition. They make a great product. But here is why my Alfa Romeo Giulia or my Maserati Quattroporte has more value, you know, whatever I was comparing to, more value per dollar than the vehicle you're looking at. Yes, they make a great product. But let me show you why mine has more value per dollar than theirs. And at the end of my, you know, sales pitch, if you don't like it, you don't have to buy it. But at least let me tell you the comparisons. And if you could do that properly, you're going to build enough trust to where they don't even have to shop the competition because you just learned them everything they needed to know to buy your car. That is the highest form of selling is when you can acknowledge the competition and value sell against the competition to where they don't have to go in there. The lowest form is bashing, caveman style. The highest form is value building and making sure they don't even have to go test drive the competition because you just did a walk around on your car and their car without their without them even having to check it. Acknowledge that the competition has a great product will build trust. Another way to build trust and get those repeat and re referral deals is take care of the customer after the sale. Don't just sell them the car and, and blow them off. Remember, they still have to buy cars for the rest of their life. And if you want to make those extra sales every month, those people are still out there, your sold customer base. Whether they hate the car or not, they might still like you. They may love the car and never hear from you again and then now they're orphan owners and they're just floating out there in the wild buying cars from whoever is nice to them. You need to be that salesperson that's continually following up, continually taking care of the customer after the sale. Ask them six months after they buy the vehicle. Hey, I know you've owned the car for six months. You might know more than I do about the car at this point, but is there anything else I can help out with? I don't want to leave you hanging. That will build so much trust that you're not trying to just make a quick sale off them again, that you actually care about them after the sale. So take care of your customers after the sale. This is another one. Be excellent. Be an excellent salesperson. Be an excellent advocate for your dealership, an advocate for your, for your product. Just be excellent at presenting your product. Be excellent at presenting your dealership. Excellent at presenting your process. 
This builds a lot of confidence in a customer when you know what you're talking about, when you know the process, when you know your brand, when you know the history of the dealership, when you know the history of the brand itself that you're selling. This can build a lot of trust that they are with the right guy, they are with the right woman salesperson, and they you can take them to the promised land. So just in general, be excellent. Another one is be transparent. You want to build trust with the customer? Tell them how the process works. Be upfront with time frames. How long does it take to do uh, the paperwork? Don't tell them five minutes. Be upfront. I would like it to be five minutes, but it usually takes a little bit longer than that. Okay, fair enough. You didn't say five minutes. You acknowledge that it would be more than that. It's all in the wording. But be transparent in the process. Hey, after we work the the numbers, we're going to check rates and financing and, and pull some basic information and let's see what kind of deal we can put together. You know, you can tell them the next step. Being transparent in how you do business, being transparent in how your dealership sells cars and does follow up and has been built, you know, a reputation of, of good service. Just tell them how the process works. Another way to build trust with a customer is tell them you can text me or call me 24-7, quote unquote. They're not going to call you 24-7, although I have gotten texts at 1 a.m. from customers. doesn't mean you got to answer it or, you know, respond. But just that verbiage, you call me or text me anytime, 24-7. I don't care if it's in the middle of Thanksgiving. That builds a lot of value and trust in you because you are reachable at any point. doesn't mean you got to answer the phone. It doesn't mean you got to respond to the text, but you're allowing your customers to know that you are reachable at any time. Here's my email. Here's my text message. Here's my phone number. It reminds me of the office when uh, Dwight Schrute is trying to make a sale. Here's my pager number. Here's my cell phone. Here's my second cell phone. Here's my office. Here's my email. Here's my address. I mean, Dwight Schrute is a funny salesperson, but if you watch the office, he is the best salesperson. He's so thorough. He wants to take care of his customer. And I know it's just a show, but he's a good example of, of that. You know, reach me 24-7. You probably could read Dwight Schrute 24-7 about buying paper. Here is another one that will build a lot of trust, and it's so important. Do something for that customer that has no ulterior motive. There's no extra motive. Send them a thank you card six months down the road. Send them a Starbucks gift card. Do something without anything in return that you're expecting. Just do something for a customer. Even if it's a kind word or you post something on their Facebook page. or If you can do something out of the ordinary and at a random time for a customer that you sold or a potential customer or someone that you haven't talked to in a while that came on the lot, you can do some random thing you will build a ton of trust with them because, wow, this salesperson sent me a gift card with no nothing on the thing that says, come buy a car for me. It was simply a nice gesture. That goes a long way with customers. All right, let's continue. Here's a big one that will build a lot of trust is take responsibility even when it's not your fault. Okay, so here's, here's an example. Let's say you're delivering the car. They came out of finance and there's a little scratch on it, a little scratch on the car. No, you're not gonna say you scratched the car. But something that you can say is, oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed this little scratch, especially if the customer brought it up and it's blatantly right in front of both of you. I can't believe I missed this scratch. I will get this handled. I am so sorry I missed it. You're going to take responsibility. The, The customer obviously knows you didn't scratch the car, but you're not trying to play the blame game. The blame game loses trust. The blame game is not a professional way to do things. Oh, it must have been this from the factory. When they t- just stop all that, say, I am sorry it has a scratch. I will take responsibility and I will get this scratch fixed for you. Okay. On, on new cars, it's kind of a, a thing that you don't want to have is a scratch. 
So if you can take responsibility for even something small, the customer is not going to blame you. They're not going to say, yeah, you made that scratch. The customer is going to see this as, wow, this guy's taking responsibility for something that he didn't even do. She didn't even do. I like this guy. This is a guy that's a stand-up salesperson and he's earned my business already and he's going to earn it next time because he took responsibility for something that wasn't his fault. Builds a lot of trust. Okay, another one is consistent service. When your customers come back to visit you after they bought a car, let's say they need help Bluetooth in their phone, hooking it up through Bluetooth or, or, or trying the, the self-parking feature, are they going to get that same energy from you when they were buying the car from you, when you were trying to sell them? Are they going to get that positive energy when you're helping them after the fact? If you can continually keep that consistent service that you had when you sold them the car, after you sold them the car, that builds a ton of trust. That builds a repeat and referral kind of customers. Okay, here's one that I would do on the, when I worked uh, in sales. Worked a lot. I buy my customers a soda. Small investment, huge return. We had a gas station across the street. When things got a little tense working the numbers or they're shy about doing their credit, I would throw something in there. Hey, I'm getting kind of thirsty. Can I get you guys something across the street? What's your favorite drink? And they would tell me, oh, I like Pepsi, but don't worry about it. No, I'm going to go over there and get you something. What would you like? And I'd get both their orders. I'd go get them something to drink, get them a snack, or I'd have snacks in my, my I'd have cliff bars in my desk. These small little things build a lot of value in you, build a lot of trust that you're willing to spend money on them. There's a reciprocity feature here. When you spend money on them, they will feel guilty to spend money on you, which is buying the car. So buying your customers a snack or a, or a, soda or a coffee can go a long way at the dealership not the free coffee but you run across the street or you get you have a fridge with stuff that looks like you purchased it that is a stuff that builds a lot of trust it's a small gesture but it, it can go a long way there is a lot of things to build trust your character your attitude the way you present vehicles the way you talk about competitors the way you speak in general are you looking them in the eyes what is your body language like? There are so many different things that build trust. If you go to Google and type in how to build trust, you're going to see tons and tons and tons of websites because there's tons and tons of ways to build trust. Remember to be genuine. And the last thing on this is act like the owner of the dealership. The owner of the dealership always wants to give the best service possible. The owner of a dealership will do everything possible within reason to earn their business, to build trust, to build a repeat customer. Because if I sell you one car today and never see you again, I didn't do a good job. That's how owners think. I need to get this customer to buy multiple cars. When their kids grow up, I need their kids buying cars from us. I need their grandkids buying cars from us. I need generational support to buy vehicles from me. So when you're a car salesperson and you're trying to build a big career and make tremendous amounts of money, dollars $300,000 a year in the car business, you have to have customers coming back and asking for you. You have to be trustworthy enough for people to recommend you. You have to be trustworthy enough for them to send their kids in, their mom in, their cousins in. It's a very important part of the car business because if you're stuck at eight to 10 cars a month in the car business and you're not getting repeat and referral customers, you're missing out on extra deals per month. You're not being seen as somebody that customers would want to come back to. It's a reality check. How many repeat and referral customers are you selling a month? If the answer is zero, 
I understand you're trustworthy in your heart. You do know that. You know that you're trustworthy. But your customers aren't seeing you as somebody they can send friends and family to. They can come back to buy another vehicle from you. So do a reality check on that. How many cars have you sold? Repeat or referrals. Act like that owner. Keep up the good work. Thank you guys for listening in. Kyle Galaz, signing out. 